Yes, we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Rochette's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. Ah, that's you, Merced. Hey, listen, we had some problems in the 8 o'clock hour, but it's the 9 o'clock hour, the first Saturday in October, October 3rd, 2020. So happy that you're here with us. For the bonus half hour, as we call it. Now, look, in the 8 o'clock hour, we had a... I don't know what happens. This computer, it's very confusing. A lot of buttons on this thing. We mixed up the first segment with the second and the segment with the first. The last segment played fine. But if you want to hear them in their right order, go to 1480kyos.com. Click on the Citizen Watch banner. It'll be up there after 10 o'clock after this... uh, Well, after the 10 10 o'clock hour. That's what we mean after 10. Because we like you to listen to them live. So, again, I apologize. A little disjointed. We covered the uh, city council race, District 1, talking about Joel Knox and his opposition to the Walmart Distribution Center a decade ago, what that meant for the city of Merced, what it means today for the city of Merced. And I'll tell you, I'm just surprised that somebody would want to run uh, for the council position and not mention this, you know, the the subtitle, the already on the job. Yeah, you've been already on the job. You've uh, cost Merced 1,200 jobs. Maybe 1,500. Who knows what they would be employing out there? Obviously, the ancillary, the uh, other businesses to support the Walmart DC, the cleaning crews, the landscaping crews, the fuel, the repairs to the building, local vendors, local contractors, plus what Walmart would do for the community. Unconscionable that Joel Knox, who was listed on many lawsuits as a plaintiff, again, uh, where was the financing coming from? Was that on a Retired teacher salary, or were there forces in this town that did not like the largest non-union open shop retailer coming into the union enclave, the enclave of Merced County? I think that's what it was, and people can see what it is. But again, guy's got fifteen plus thousand dollars on his four sixties. He's got a lot of money for a city council race. The other candidates, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's what we have to choose from. We'll cover other races, other council races. Realize, too, the supervisor's race. Joel Knox is tied at the hip with Josh Pedroso. I don't know if Josh is a fan of the Walmart Distribution Center. Never saw anything from him when he was a city council member running for mayor. I don't believe there was a lot of tears over losing the Walmart Distribution Center, especially since you see the Knox Pedroso signs side by side, and again, folks, do we need to go back down these paths with these supposed leaders? Do we? Is this the kind of leadership they're going to bring if the jobs suit them? Well, it's okay. It's okay, but if it's not, well, we're just going to fight it. We're going to have these uh, groups file protest after protest, three, four hundred questions on an environmental report. Is that what we're going to do? So again, if you want to hear all of that in the right order, I apologize, but it is up on our website, along with all the other shows, 130, 134 shows after this bonus half hour. We keep going. We couldn't do it without you. I really appreciate it. I need your input. Please send me emails at PSA at RadioMerced.com. I read a couple, one this, this morning about the proposed homeless camp by Mayoral candidate Matt Serrato, that's right, a 
a homeless campground somewhere in the city. He says the devil's in the details. No kidding. Got a nice letter from a listener. We read that. We will read your letters. We'll keep you anonymous. Unless you uh, unless you want me to show your, uh, shout your name out. Unless you tell me, I will not. I will not assume that. So I will read them, though. Or you can also send them to me at Casey.Steed, S-T-E-E-D, like the horse, at SMG. Don't say like the horse. Just Casey.Steed at SMG national.com that's our other email address and we'll get back to you if you have a question you can always uh always let us know and we will get back with you so what else is going on i wanted to cover we covered some of the election stuff again just a a quick reminder the merced county association of realtors will have two debates one on the 13th a week from this coming tuesday and another one a week from then on the 20th 5.30 in the evening, they will be live-streamed on the Facebook channel. Uh, we talked at the 6 a.m. hour, thoughts and prayers to uh, the President of the United States testing positive for the COVID virus, the Wu flu, the Chinese flu, finally made it all the way to the top. That was probably the plan all along. Very disconcerting, some of the comments from the folks that still have the Trump derangement syndrome that can't go get over the election results of November of 16. You know, uh, one of my questions I had down here, and it has been answered by Mike Conway in another show, what happened to the blue ribbon panel on race relations here in Merced? This was something that was started about the time of the George Floyd incident, which is, uh, I believe, around May. I think it was uh, Memorial Day. And uh, in response to that, Mayor Murphy got some of the who's who of the community, had a big press conference in front of City Hall, and they were going to get together, and uh, I don't know if it was systemic racism was mentioned, but to look at the existing police, uh, public agencies, find out where improvements could be made, if any, needed to be. In light of the George Floyd incident, the uh, gnashing of teeth over that. So, evidently, there will be a report Monday night at the city council meeting, this will be an in-person meeting, only a limited number of seats. So if you want to be there in person, uh, show up early. That's going to be the 5th of October, Monday night, 6 o'clock in the council chambers there. I'm really glad they're going to in-person meetings. I think, it's, I think it's very, very important. And the reason I say that, I had my first Zoom meeting experience this week with the stipend setting commission, which I had been appointed to as an at-large member. And I'll tell you, I felt bad for the city manager, Stephanie Dietz, trying to figure out the back feed the horrible uh sound that we had it was it was it was it, we we made it through it but it reminded me of watching one of the apollo missions uh there in mission control and they're trying to make contact with the with the capsule they don't know what went wrong they're all looking at the screen they're punching buttons i was i was expecting her to start chain smoking there it was getting pretty pretty frustrating but we made it through it and, and again these zoom meetings leave a lot a lot to be desired. I understand it's the only way we could do it, but uh, thank goodness we're going to we're going to start meeting in person uh, on that particular commission. And the city council has decided to do the same thing. Of course, the board of supervisors they've been they've been making it work uh, the whole time. I don't believe they've gone virtual, so it is doable. And of course, our numbers are coming down. But this Zoom stuff, whoosh, it's tough. But a lot of stuff coming up Monday night. One of them is the blue ribbon panel on race relations. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they uh, talk about. Of course, as you know, we covered the grand jury report 2019-2020. We will bring you the responses as they come available. We are going to cover the 
sections we didn't cover. One of them is elections, some issues with elections over there. Barb Levy, registrar of voters, wears three other hats, has assured me that she will have uh, responses to us on that. I don't. I think it was just some housekeeping issues. Uh, let's see. Zoom meetings like Hollywood Squares on tape delay. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it's tough to follow along sometimes, but we made it through there. Uh, what else? I told you about the uh, told you about the debates the Association of Realtors is going to have. Let's go to the Atwater City Council meeting that they had on the 28th of this. Well, it was last month. You know, we've, we're, we're only in the third. So last Monday was the 28th of September. Uh, they had previously canceled the council meeting before that, I think. They've only been having one a month because of lack of agenda items. Uh, three of the council members were there. Raymond was on the video feed, or excuse me, all there, all were there except Raymond. I can't even read my own writing. Uh, Brian Raymond was on the phone though, doing it virtually. It worked out pretty well. They had a uh, a consent item about the ability to lien property if you don't pay your utility bills. This was some housekeeping to uh, housekeeping uh, issues to uh, clean up the language in the. Uh, ordinances the wording the codes where they could file a lien on your house if you haven't paid your bill and of course the johnsons the perennial speakers there about their water bill they've had an issue with their water and sewer bill i don't know if they're combined but definitely the water uh, had been shut off to their house they were asked to make some payments i thought they got it resolved i think somebody from the community uh came up and uh, and paid the fees or helped them out. But now they're talking about filing mechanics liens on people that don't pay their bills. And, of course, this was a great concern, a great concern to uh, the Johnsons. And they wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, hey, how's that going to work? Because they feel they've been harassed uh, there at the city uh, for some time. Now, the other issue that was on the uh, consent calendar is the traffic signal at Winton Way, Bellevue Road. I think they call that Five Corners. This has been an issue for years over there. Getting that intersection right. Whenever you have five corners come together, I guess it's kind of kind of confusing for people. So what they've done is appoint citizen at large, Roger Wood, uh, who is uh, he's going to be the pain in the in the rear of uh, public works over there in Atwater to try to get these signals because the mayor has had it. It was just kind of funny. They've been working on this thing since 1986. Uh, it's driving the mayor and the council crazy. So they've uh, they've they've let Roger loose on the community over there on public works. He's going to be a sidewalk superintendent. I'm going to try to get him a hard hat and a vest so nobody hits him out there on five corners with all of that traffic. I guess the loops are kind of jacked up when they signal the traffic lights to turn. People don't, people are just I don't know they've had it. So they're going to assign Roger. So don't worry, Outwater. Roger Wood is on the case. Citizen uh, appointee. No no pay. You get what you pay for over there, Atwater. So Roger's going to take care of it. Uh, there was two more weed shops approved. Uh, or actually, I think there was, uh, uh, they gave some continuances. They wanted to let them know they were working working well with the city. One was on Commerce Avenue. They were working on an agreement. Another one was over on Sycamore. I think those are somewhat cl- uh, close by. That's kind of where all the, all the uh, legal pot is uh, concentrated there in Atwater. They had some infrastructure concerns on the one on Sycamore. They've asked for a delay. Similar to Merced, you know, I think we had approved, what, five? There was a lot of competition, 25, 30 people applied. And I think, I don't know, I can't keep up on these things. I don't think all five have opened. I think it's only two or three. I know Atwater has two or three open over there. Darren McDaniel, Supervisor District uh, 3, which represents Castle, 
And uh, that was one of the things we're going to cover in the uh, grand jury report. Who holds the keys to Castle? Uh, we'll, we'll cover that next week. What's going on there? But Darren McDaniel stood up. Uh, I love Mayor Creighton. Briefly give us a report. In other words, don't don't take too much time. It's like the Tonight Show. You know, Johnny Carson, they ask you to sit on the couch. Don't, uh, don't get it too warm. So McDaniel, Darren came up, senior member of the Board of Supervisors, by the way. He said, hey, ready to open. We are ready to open. They've handed out a lot of money. I, I forget how much money in District 3, uh, what, $500,000 in relief? District 3 residents have uh, asked for businesses, excuse me, which is, you know, PPE, the, you know, buy some plexiglass, help you out, get you, get you back in business over there. So, again, really good news from Darren McDaniel that uh, spreading the love around. Also uh, was talking about the budget that was going to be presented at the County Board of Supervisors meeting this past week, which it was showing a little bit better news on the horizon revenue, even though the COVID, uh, the uh, record unemployment since March, showing some good revenues. But again, realize these are lagging, lagging revenues. What we're seeing now is uh, end of March, May, June. Uh, I think the real uh, the real pain is going to be coming, is going to be coming. He wanted to know about his open office hours for the town hall. I guess they had some problems getting into the community center when he has these town halls. Darren has town halls. I don't know if it's every month. It's on some sort of cycle. And Cindy Vieira said they had had some complaints that residents uh, showed up. The doors were locked or they wouldn't open. I don't know. Maybe some settlement in the building. But they're going to move everything to the community center. I don't think they sold the community center. They were talking about hawking it at one time to pay some bills, but I think it's still there, and the city can use it. Uh, citizens want interaction, and that way they'll have a consistent meeting place, which is very important. Corey Billings uh, stood up, still with the city. Uh, Recreation Department, he's going to have a Halloween porch parade. He wanted to let folks know, very similar to their 4th of July porch parade that they had where they were uh you know highlighting uh, the decorations for the fourth of july your patriotism and because of the covid situation uh, halloween looks a little dicey at this point some of the businesses may have but i don't know if kid, uh, people are going to want to send their kids door to door you know reaching in you know blah 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 even though the children don't necessarily come down with the covid i think under 19 is uh pr- pr- practically nil but you know they bring it home the costumes are all contaminated blah 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 so they're going to do this halloween porch parade and what is what is uh, interesting is they're going to go outside the city of atwater you know folks that may live in a little island a little pocket you're you know you want to be you want to be in the city but you're not Uh, specifically they were talking about the mcswain area a lot of folks identify with atwater that live in mcswain when it's convenient so they're going to look at uh, outside of outside of the area that can uh, participate in this again i think they're going to give out give out some uh, gift cards hey people in mcswain they want to have fun too so they're going to uh, best decoration scariest decoration uh they're going to have uh, you know some different uh, different you know the scariest decoration they probably could drive over to Jake, drakeley prior to the uh, porch parade and, and find some scary Scary situations over there, but I I tease. So they'll have an update, a full recreation update. Corey promised a full, full update, full update on Parks and Recreation from uh, Mr. Billings, who is the the, uh, Parks and Recreation guy over there. 
and they'll be able to talk about all the programs. You know, they had kind of a tough summer with COVID. Now, it's my understanding the splash pad is splashing. I don't know if you can go over there and punch the button. Might be something to do with the number of people, you know, who you can have. Are parks open? Are they closed? I don't know. Does it work? So that's one of the updates that Corey Billings, the Recreation and Park, uh, I don't know what his official title. He heads up uh, Parks and Rec. Let's see. The Johnsons came up and uh, were upset that their property had been rezoned without their uh, knowledge to the point where code enforcement was able to go out and uh, do enforcement that they weren't able to do before. The Johnsons wanted to stand up. This was the second time during the meeting. They wanted to stand up and let folks know, we are not going away and we are here to stay. It sounds like a campaign slogan. They also made uh, an issue that the new code enforcement officer, Garcia, was related to Councilman Vieira in some way. I don't know what that has to do with the time of day, quite frankly. You know, when you're a law, in a law enforcement family, uh, those, thing, those kind of things are going to happen. Uh, this was during the public comment portion. I'm reading my notes here, my cryptic notes. Jeannie Knight stood up, and uh, she's a member of the community. She attends almost every meeting. Really kind of surprised me, her comment. She asked the mayor straight up, did you pay to have the militia that was there last Saturday in Atwater during the Back the Badge demonstration that was called off, did you pay him? Ask the mayor that directly. I mean, first of all, what a question. Uh, I I didn't think that was, uh, I I never heard anything like that before that. Of course, the mayor denied it. He was uh, taken aback. You could tell he was upset that that fake news, that misinformation that we see so much on the national scene was uh, being spread in Merced, in, in Atwater uh, by folks that really, I, I think, probably should have known better and probably did. But again, the question was asked in open session. It's there on tape forever and ever. But he denied doing that. I can't believe that that uh, that, that would have happened. Councilman Ambriz, uh he indicated he was down there at the protest, uh, talked to both sides. He didn't know what either side wanted. Well, I, I, uh, I'm surprised at that. It was pretty clear, I think, what either side wanted. The folks that were underneath the solar panels uh, don't like cops. ACAB, all cops are, uh, well, a very bad word. A lot of uh, detrimental comments made about the police, the Outwater police, police in general. A lot of folks want to defund the police. So, Councilman Ambriz, uh, that is the situation. You have folks that believe there's systemic racism in our current systems. I do not believe that. I think there are incidents, employee incidents that come up that are dealt with. But when you talk about systemic racism, is the Atwater City Council systemically racist or the departments in Atwater systemically racist? That's what the protesters were standing there last Saturday about. Councilman Ambriz, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is an anarchist movement. Of course, uh, our presidential candidate feels it's just a an idea. It's not really uh, people, but the people were standing there. And it's very, very clear. Very, very clear. Councilman, Councilwoman Vieira uh, said that it's a very divided country. She doesn't see a clear vision by either candidate in the presidential election. Well, maybe if you went by the debates... You could say those were a little divided. But again, I would ask folks to go back and watch the start and see who started interrupting first. And again, if anybody knows our president, he's not one to be trifled with. He will push back aggressively 
because he's been attacked literally since, well, before he was elected and endlessly since November of 16. One thing that uh, I heard an interesting take from somebody, you know, he was infected during that. Uh, it was believed he had caught the COVID uh, during that, uh, before that debate and possibly was suffering from some of the fatigue, some of the symptoms. And again, that could have been not an excuse, but the reason why it was uh, such an acrimonious back and forth. He, he really seemed uh, agitated and irritated. And again, the way the debate was ran, I, I don't. it was a, a two against one in my opinion. But again, we're talking about council comments from Atwater, Cindy Vieira. She did not see a clear vision by either candidate. Again, I kind of disagree. The country divided, I agree with that. I agree with that. There was uh, some comments about uh, the city manager of Atwater, Lori Waterman, and some of the things that she's gone through. I will just say, our Citizen Watch thoughts and prayers go out to the Waterman family, Lori Waterman, during this time. I know it's very, very tough. Um, there were some very kind words expressed. Paul Creighton, I think, said it best uh, when he said, uh, we want you back as soon as you're able to. So again, our thoughts and prayers go out. Because at the end of the day, it's just like with the president uh, catching the COVID, the first lady, a lot of people in his inner circle inside the bubble catching this. Well, whatever disagreements on policy or the way things are governed, on a personal level, we're all human. We all suffer from the human condition. And I think that it's times like this, whether it be locally or nationally or within our own families, we really need to remember what's important, and that's life and the preservation of it. And again, uh, life has a lot of tragedies, and, and we don't need to add to it. So... Our thoughts and prayers. Salvador, Chief Salvador, uh, he's been on the job 19 months. It's hard to believe, going on two years. He's really fit in well over there in Atwater. He said, it's the worst time I've seen uh, being a cop since the early 90s. And the early 90s were Rodney King, and I agree with him. I think, I think it's worse than Rodney King. Uh, it, was, it was a big, uh, big issue back there in the 90s with the verdicts when they came out, the rioting that went on, what was going on but this george floyd ever since memorial day i think a lot of it had to do with the virus uh, the covid people trapped inside uh, it, it just just really the world is kind of unraveled and chief salvador said it very well it's the worst time to be a cop that he's ever seen and i can tell you a lot of cops that are getting close to retirement are, are punching pulling out punching the bag they don't want to continue doing this it's it's just not worth it so again, a really interesting Atwater City Council meeting. The City of Merced will have their council meeting on Monday night. It will be an in-person meeting also. Uh, you can go in there and uh, sit down. There will only be a few seats. I don't know if they'll, they'll probably open the Sam Pipes room. Best way is to watch it on Facebook. Can't beat that. Uh, it's free. They have Facebook. They have the City of Merced website. And you can catch those. Again, the Merced County Association of Realtors, they're going to have their debates uh, via their uh, website, their Facebook web page. What do you call that? Facebook page. On October 13th and October 20th, covering the Merced City Council races and also the mayoral race. Those will be starting at 5.30 on both those days. They were nice enough to invite me. Uh, there's only a, a few seats inside their new facility over there on M Street. They took over an old bank building. In March, they had some great debates. I don't know if they're going to have a debate for the Board of Supervisors. Hopefully they will. 
that would be interesting to see Lee Lore. The only two that have any competition is District 2, Lee Lore and Josh Pedroso. I think Lee pretty well has it. Uh, Miss Lore has it pretty well in the bag. So, uh, but again, get out there and vote, folks. Ballots are coming. Anytime. Boy, we're getting the wrong song there. Anyway, uh, we're out of time for this segment of Citizen Watch, the bonus half hour. Apologize again for the 8 o'clock hour being a little disjointed out of uh, sequence. We'll put it up in the right order for you. If you want to re-listen to it, tell your friends. Really appreciate the support from the Association of Realtors uh, sharing these debates with me so that we can put them on. Anyway, join us next week. Citizen Watch, my name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. See you next week.